I don't, I don't, this is keep me free. I don't, I don't know if I can put it out there like that. I don't know if I can express it so freely. It can get lost in translation. I, I begin to see something in my spiritual eye with spiritual vision. You know, we, we talking about, we talk about, you know, experiences and, and the humanity is searching for experiences and, and trying to get to know its higher and better self through experience. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I understand the concept and the reality and the push for such a mindset. Then my spirit began to notify me. And my great God, your great God, God of your salvation, the redeemer of your life, your everlasting glory. Realize my spirit that the God, the great God that I am is looking for an experience in me. My great God, the great God of the universe is looking for an experience in you. God wants to experience your life. 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 But we shut him out, push him away. We shut him out and push him away. God wants to have an experience in what you going through. See, God wants to have an experience. He wants to put his name on your victory. He want to stamp his name on your victory. He want to make sure you, you, you make it to the finish line, see. My great God, your great God wants to have a direct hand in your life story. My great God, your great God wants to sign off and sign on to your cause. Our great God is an investment. <laughs> Our great God is an investor. <laughs> he invests in the lives. He invests in the everlasting spirit. He invests in himself, bringing you to victory. He's invested. In your victory, not for your sake, 
Not to make you look good. Not to prove you was right. But to prove that he's a faithful God. To prove to the fallen ones, see, the fallen angels, see, to prove to them in a witness that he is a faithful God, see. He has something to prove, see. And you got to understand what I'm saying. Some might say, well, God don't have to prove anything. God don't have to prove that. Not God don't have to prove it. Well, you know what? God likes to read books. He likes to read. <laughs> he wants to look back at his library collection of the things he's done, see. <laughs> you got to understand, God is a reader, <laughs> He wants to look back, sit back on his throne when all this is wrapped up and he want to hear all the stories in the name of Jesus of how he delivered you in the name of Jesus and how he came to see about you in the name of Jesus when they counted you out, when they said you would never amount to anything. You, you just, you just a waste of space and a waste of time. They didn't understand oftentimes God's work is slow on a person's life, you see. God takes his time when he's perfecting a man, you see. God takes his time when he's perfecting a woman, you see. God don't rush you into service in the name of Jesus, see. Your enemy always want to rush you in the service before you ready, make you and continuously out of season. Some people are just continuously out of season. See, they plan when they should be tearing up things. They trying to build when they should be uh, destroying. They, they, they're loving when they should be hating. They don't know what season they're in because they're out of tune with their spiritual mind. Yeah, no, no relationship to their spirit. See, see, you, you, your spirit, soul, and body. When you get hungry, don't your body says, "I'm hungry," and your conscious mind says, "Okay, well, let me feed you." You look at a sad movie and you feel your emotions, and you start crying, and you say, "My emotions is hurt." Someone hurts you in life. My emotions is hurt. Hey, that's your soul, like having something to say about the experience. See. Most of us live in our soul life so much is that we don't, we can't even recognize that there is a spirit voice. And sometimes we'll get a little spark. Like, you know, I knew that was this and this. And this. I knew something told me that it was, that's your spirit talking to you. I just knew it was like this. Your spirit voice don't make mistakes. Especially if you got the Holy Spirit Sitting next to it, see, in the same temple, see, your spirit and the Holy Spirit fellowships with one another in a temple made of the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ that dwells in your spirit. See, this is an eternal God. This is an eternal way, an eternal life. So you see, when you born again, that means that the temple, the flesh and blood temple has been constructed in your spirit and the Holy Spirit can sit down on the throne and fellowship with your spirit because this is a spiritual operation. You got to get to know the voice of your spirit.
You're never alone, see. People say, I'm alone. I have no one. I'm alone. You're never alone, see. That Holy Spirit inside of you be closer than a brother, a sister, a mother. That Holy Spirit inside of you will embrace your spirit and bring you into the presence of God in the name of Jesus by preparing your heart to receive God. You have to understand humanity's heart has to be prepared to receive the living God. You just can't walk up to God like you want to, like you feel like, okay, today is your day. You just can't walk up to God. God has to prepare your heart. That's why we pray things like, Lord, search me, Lord. Lord, 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 search me, Lord. Try my reins, Lord. Kick the tires, Lord. See, see if there's anything in my mind, the way I think, anything in my heart I'm harboring, and I don't, may not even know it's there, Lord. Flip it, flip the, open up the doors, Lord, the closets in my life, Lord, in my heart, Lord. God never turns that prayer away. That's the greatest prayer you can pray. And someone say, well, God can do what he wants to do. Yes, he can. The point is, is that God loves a free will. He loves to, that you come to him with a free will. Lord, show me your way. That's you giving him the authority that he already got. But you're not kicking against the bricks anymore. See, you can resist God all the way to damnation because you wouldn't give him your will. You didn't trust him with your will. You didn't trust him with your will. The very precious thing that you have is your will. You didn't trust the Lord Jesus Christ with your will. You withheld it from him. You wouldn't say, Lord, I need you. You wouldn't come and say, Lord, I, I, I need to be born again of something else. When I die, I need to know some specific things about the something else. See, I want to know what the something else is. I want to know and find it out. And, and if God willing, while I got strength, I can put some strength on it. And it won't have to be a deathbed confession. I can bring some fruit. See, I want long life like that too, see. But I want God to have enjoyed a life that he's living in me, see, as long as he wants to, see. I want him to enjoy when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's my servant. That's my child. <laughs> I'm going to look through his eyes and use his hands and his feet. I'm going to use his mind. So when he think about things that are not like me, he's going to know what to do with it, see. He's just not going to let Idle thoughts pass. He's going to check every thought that comes into his mind to see if it's from God. That's a diligent servant. That's your job. Every thought that comes into your mind is your job as a child of the Most High to examine it for its origin. He pulled the net on the shore, opened it up. And the things that were worth keeping. He kept things that were worthless. He threw them away. It's the Holy Spirit operating in your life. And that's how your mind should think. 
Our minds can begin to think like the Holy Spirit in patterns of the Holy Spirit. Get you a new brain wave, a new brain length, some, some new, new, new neuron connections in your spirit, neural connections in your heart. God changes your heart, give you a new heart, and from your new heart come new thoughts, new direction, new purpose. 